One. You know how they say it's always darkest before dawn? Well, I'd lived five years of dark. I'd done my time, hard time, and I was officially done in on all things dark. I was ready for my dawn, and as I danced across the stage, I realized I was finally living my dawn. I didn't let myself focus on the 1,000 people who were watching me. Progressing into that difficult finale, I danced for only one. The lights that blinded me to the crowd, the pressure to perform that drove me forward, and the wardrobe malfunction that was one thread from snapping away, I pushed it all aside and danced for him. As I took my final grand allegro into the air, my points landed at the exact moment the music came to a close. This was it, the moment I loved. The breath and a half of stillness and silence before I moved into a curtsy and the crowd applauded. A two-second window to reflect and revel in the blood, sweat, and tears I'd shed to get to this point. Job well done, Lucy Larson. It was a moment I wanted to last forever, but I accepted it for what it was, a glimpse at perfection before it was swept away. Sucking in a breath, I lifted my arms, and moving into curtsy position, I lifted my eyes. Right where Madame Fontaine had trained me to direct them at the conclusion of a performance, front and center, a smile played at the corners of my mouth. It was impossible not to smile when Jude Ryder sat front and center. He leaped up from his seat, clapping like he was trying to fill the whole room with it, grinning at me in a way that made my stomach tighten. People were already peering over with curiosity, so when Jude jumped onto his seat and began hooting, Bravo! at top volume, those looks of curiosity got more judgmental. Not that I cared. I'd learned a while back that being with Jude meant going up against the norm. It was a cost worth paying to be with him. Taking one more curtsy, I met his gaze again and did the unthinkable. Thank the maker Madame Fontaine hadn't been here tonight, because her perpetually tight bun might have just busted something. I aimed a wink right at my man towering over the crowd, cheering for me like I'd just saved the world. The lights fell, and before I hurried off stage, I heard one more round of Jude hooting and whistling. He was breaking every unspoken rule of how to show appreciation for the arts. I loved it. We did things totally outside the box, our relationship included. Think you could try, just for once, not to give a perfect performance, you know, so the rest of us don't look like such bush leaguers? Thomas, a fellow student and dancer, whispered at me as I scurried behind the curtains. I could, I whispered back as the last dancer took the stage. But where's the fun in that? Smirking, he tossed me a bottle of water. Catching it with one hand, I waved it in thanks and headed to the dressing room to stretch and change. I had a ten-minute window before the performance would draw to a conclusion and I knew from experience Jude would be barreling backstage to find me if I didn't find him first. He wasn't exactly a patient man, especially following a dance recital. My ultimate turn-on was watching him play football, 
His was watching me dance. Sliding into the dressing room, I grabbed my foot, stretching my quad while I hopped over to my corner of the room, untying my point. The elastic band holding my corset in place so my performance didn't turn into a peep show snapped the moment I stretched my neck to the side. My wardrobe couldn't have picked a better time to malfunction. As I stretched the other leg back, my fingers worked to undo my other point. Tossing both shoes into my bag, I pulled out my jeans, sweater, and riding boots. It was Friday night, and since Jude had a home game tomorrow, that meant we got the whole night to ourselves. He had something planned, and he'd told me to dress warm. I would have rather been dressing for warm weather, but really, when it came to being with Jude, I didn't care what I was wearing. In fact,